I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweetest spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. This is episode 188. 188? Yeah. 188, yeah. I had to think about that for a second. I was like, what? Go with that. If you want to listen to any of our other 187 episodes, you can do that at SoundCloud.com slash GeekDownPod. That's where the show lives, mm-hmm. but you don't have to live there. No. You can live your best life mobile out there in these streets with nothing but your phone and some headphones. You can. Then do you know what happens? What? If you look us up wherever you get your audio content yeah. and hit subscribe uh-huh. every week. Caitlin, this is going to be hard for you to believe. Okay. This is just the world we live in now. All right. To your device, new episodes will just appear brought to you on the back of a rainbow main alicorn named Philip, your man. <gasps> Chauncey Frostilicus the third, the Geek Down Internet Elf, just slapping those episodes directly into your phone every week. Every week. Every week. My you don't have God. to do anything. You can just, just sit there. They just appear. I can have sit there. I can just sit there with some Earl Grey. You could just lie in bed, looking at the ceiling, bemoaning the state of your life, and then on Tuesdays, oh man, one bright spot of your week, a new episode of the Geek Down podcast. That's fantastic service. <laughs> If I do say so myself. We do it for you. If you would like to thank us, you can do that by going to primarily our Twitter, Twitter. which is at GeekDownPod, and say, thank you, Jordan Kate. And we will say, you're welcome, because we're polite. Or I'll go, what? (laughs) For what? What do we do? What's the Twitter? What? What? Why is my phone blinking? Who are you? How do I get to the the thread? I I didn't want the picture. I wanted the, like, actual comments. Oh, I don't want those comments. If you would like to leave a more detailed explanation on everything that Kate's misunderstanding, you can email us, geekdownpod at gmail.com, or go to our Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. Smooth as silk, like, like we never left. <laughs> or like we never fuck it up. <laughs> Ever. Do frequently. If you'd like to support this endeavor financially and maybe preclude us from fucking up as much as we do, patreon.com slash geekdownpod. You can subscribe. Gets you bonuses, hot takes, so many playlists, yes, random essays on whatever is moving my spirit from one day to the next. Yep. Or if that's too much commitment, we understand. We get it. It's hard in these streets. Yeah. Valentine's Day is a pretty. You just went through Valentine's Day. Yeah. You just you want to be a lone wolf. <laughs> you were out there. You're just. You're like you're like Camus and putting these Parisian streets. You've just got a peacoat like turned up against the cold wind. Yeah, the cold wind of commitment. <laughs> no, thank you. We don't want any of it. Ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. Three bucks. Or more. As much as you want. Mm-hmm. We're not limiting you. No. We would never dream of limiting you like that. No, if you're you would an like, artiste. If you would like... To contribute more than $3, who's going to stop you? Not us. Neither of us. Nope. Because we want your money. <laughs> <laughs> but like in a nice way, because we really do appreciate it and it goes towards the show. It does go towards the show. Friends, this is the second episode we are banking. Yep. Because, yeah, you know, why it's not? A, it's a long weekend. I don't want to have to come into Toronto if I don't have to. It's family day weekend in Toronto. It's also Valentine's Day. I mean, this one will probably be doing... Being all gooey-eyed at somebody or... I don't do Valentine's. You don't do Valentine's? No. My lady also does not do Valentine's. There's going to be a couple of surly-ass couples out there. But just... you want to know something terrible? Hmm. And it was totally accidental, <laughs> but kind of a good thing at the same time. Okay. Chris and my first date was on family day. So every... Was it? Yeah, it was. So every single year, we get a day off on, <laughs> on the day we started dating. It's great. Oh, seems like so long ago, this kid ran up to me, a major Canadian retailer, and was like, does this guy like me? (laughs) And you were like, you're an idiot. like, yes, dummy. (laughs) He likes you. He literally slid into your DMs. Well, I... Before that was even a thing, he slid into your DMs. Kind of. Well, this is the funny thing. So, 
I'm just going to relate this story. We don't 100, have a- 188 episodes. There's no news. So no let's, news. Just, let's just yeah. chit chat. Uh, so this is going to be Chris and my seventh, seventh year together. Seventh year. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It does not feel that long. It also feels like it's been much longer. Wow. Um, and uh, it was on, I like to say for the old people that we met through a friend. Which is technically correct. Yeah. Because we met on Facebook on a friend's page where we were both making fun of him. In an, again, in a nice way, never in a mean way. We were basically both being as grammatically and basically just like English wrongly as possible uh, to see if we could annoy him. And we just kept on like topping each other. Not that way. Um, Ew. Sorry, I'm just saying. Um, your minds went there too. Um, just trying to like make it worse and worse and worse. And then he added me. And I didn't know what to do because <laughs> I'm terrified of everything. And I uh, didn't have a lot of experience with relationships. What does this mean? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he mentioned something at one time about, you know, not being able to sleep. And I let him know that apparently C-SPAN was the best way to get put right to sleep. Really? Yep. Just watch C-SPAN. It is boring as fuck. <laughs> um, and then I let him know, like, you don't actually Oh, the know time me. before Trump's America. I know. I know. It's not the, not a wild ride like it, like it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically I was like, you don't know me. I don't know if you think you know me. And he's like, ah, you seem pretty cool. I'm fine with being friends with you. And I was like, okay. And then this happened and I'm getting married in the summer. It was an accident, guys. Mm -hmm. Don't just try and just like, be like, I'm just going to date someone to see what it's like. Cause then you do something and then you fall in love with them and you're like, you're an idiot. Yeah. And she was so excited just to get all the dick before then. Yeah. I was just like, it's going to be great. I'm going to get all this dick. I'm just, it's going to, I'm going to, a wild ride. It's going to be like Caitlin Carnival up in here. And then I went and I fell in love like a dummy. Yeah. She was looking for that guy to be like, I'm going to put some dick in you. Wow. Uh, YouTube Paul Rudd Wanderlust. Yeah. Just just do that. It's his finest work. <laughs> yeah, the arguments can be made, but I might agree with this one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's a story. And as I mentioned on the last pod, which I'm sure people are going to be very interested in, my honeymoon is going to be at Disney World <laughs> in Florida. Yeah. You know who else had their honeymoon at Disney World? Who? My parents. Really? Yes. Aww. You know why? Why? Because it was in the 70s and nobody <laughs> went anywhere. <laughs> um, we're going, uh, so my wedding's in August. We're going in November um, because according to Chris, November is the shittiest month. <laughs> um, he just, he, he thinks it's miserable. He's like, there's no snow. It's cold. It's gray. And it's like, you you know, you're, this is going to last for four months. So... He, he dislikes November immensely. So we're going then, and um, we're both going – I'm going to go to Universal to go back to Harry Potter World because it is delightful mm-hmm. and just like this wonderful, fun time, and I already have a wand. And – You don't even need a wand now. You already have one. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like set to go. And then, of course, we're going to go to Star Wars World. Oh, right. Yeah, we oh, are. God. Oh, God. We're going to make a lightsaber. Chris is going to make his lightsaber. I'm going to make mine. It's going to be great. We're going to use the force. You want to make a droid? No. I don't want to make a droid. Girl, I don't know. Why do you want to make any of this shit? Because it's so much fun and I'm just a child. I'm a child and an old lady simultaneously. I know it seems strange, but it's true. How long will you be there before you overhear someone say something that makes you want to punch them in the face? Probably not. I'm really good at ignoring people. <laughs> you have no experience with this. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, I don't know. I, I we went to Disney World three or four years ago, and that wasn't Star Wars Disney World. No, it was not. That they didn't have it yet. Um, but it was it was good fun. Um, we went to good fun. It was good fun. Um, I'd never been before, so to me, it was all amazing. And we want to go before we have kids. Kids just ugh. They just make everything suck, especially when they're little. When they're a little sure, bit older. you. When they're a little bit older. Could you imagine dragging a three-year-old around Star Wars World? Why would anyone do that? 
I just think it's funny to drag three-year-olds around in general. <laughs> well, yeah, but to but you, you can't you can't enjoy anything, and they're not going to remember any of it. So you're going to dole out like thousands of dollars, and then be like, "Great, you're not going to remember any of this." Like, yeah, it's lovely to see your kids get excited to see their ca- favorite characters, but also three, they, get, they don't have a favorite character. Their shoes are their favorite characters they, at that point. This like, is what I mean. They do have favorite characters, but also if you got them a giant box, they'd be just <laughs> as happy. They'd be like, this is the best present ever. <laughs> My experience with three-year-olds, you know what their favorite character is? Yeah. Red. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's it. Yeah. As long as it's red. Yeah. And don't let them chew the purple crayon. It gets all into their teeth. It's a mess. <laughs> Anyways, so that is what I'm doing. And I know it's not everyone's idea of a good time, but it is Who gives mine. a shit? Yep. I don't care. Because I'm going to have a fucking blast. It's not everybody's idea of a good time to go to Japan solely to buy records. Which is in two months, by the way. How is it coming up so quickly? I am terrified. My current phobia is... Will an hour be a long enough to make my connect? I think I'll be fine. This is my new paranoia because I need something to focus on to be paranoid about. Right. So now it's like my current lady, much more frequent traveler than I, yep. assured me recently that like, you know, if you're on like one, you go through American customs yeah. in Canada. Yeah. So you clear that. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean in this? I kept saying like, I'm in the system at that point. She's like, what do you mean in the system? It's like, it's like the subway, right? Like you tap in and then you can go wherever. Yeah. Like, but if you leave the subway, you got to tap in and go through the rigmarole again. Like, I'm not going to have to go through security again or anything like that. I can just basically like step off and book yeah. to my next flight. Yeah. And they try do their best to get people on the connected flight. And you'll probably be with a group of people who are making the same flight. Yeah. And she was also like, you know, the worst thing that happens is if you miss your flight, they put you on the next one. And I was like, are they for sure going to do that? Yes. Because the last thing I need is to be like, I missed my flight. Like, you guys left. Where's my flight? Oh, sorry. You have to spend another $900 on a flight to Tokyo. No, they don't. No es bueno, Kate. (laughs) They don't do that. No es bueno. You'll be fine. I'm going to get so many messages. Oh my God, you have no idea. <laughs> it's gonna be a, Just block me now. I don't even Just know, block me now. I don't okay. even know what the time difference is between like us and Japan. 11 hours. Oh my God. And so if I land at 6 p.m., it'll be like 5 a.m. here. I'll be getting messages immediately. Boy, will you. <laughs> the air smells weird. Am I going to die? <laughs> I'm expecting the message near the end of the trip like, I'm not coming home. Sorry. Ooh. Ooh, I did get... Yeah? I was waiting for it. Yeah. I replied with the gif of a woman running out and ringing a bell because I've been waiting for it for so long uh-huh. from my mother. Yeah. Do you have any concerns about going to that part of the world with... <laughs> the Wuhan? The coronavirus? I'm ready for the coronavirus <laughs> fear. <laughs> and I was like, oh, mom. Mm-hmm. Bird flu killed more people. It's not even... It's whatever. Yeah. They're like, there's more cases in Toronto than there are in Japan. Yeah. That was before that cruise ship got quarantined off the coast of Yokohama. And now I'm like... <laughs> but it's quarantined. It is quarantined. And so the if they only all turn thing, into zombies, it's just on that ship. And the only thing I will love more about Japan, aside from just everybody minding their own fucking business, yeah. by and large, mm-hmm. it's just minding their own fucking business, wearing masks. It's going to be like the fucking watchman. I'm just going to be like walking around, <laughs> walking around with a mask for two weeks. Yeah. Just so you know, masks do nothing. <laughs> Just so you're aware. Yeah. It's just a, the best thing to do just a placebo. To, to make sure that you wash, wash your hands, hands with hot water and soap as frequently as possible. And don't put it near your face. If you're going to eat anything, you wash your hands beforehand. Slight problem. Internet Scuttlebutt says most Japanese public bathrooms do not have soap in them. What? Then just bring soap with you. Um, Soap or like hand sanitizer. Not hand sanitizer. All the hand sanitizer. Soap. Also, I forget that like squatty potties are a thing. Yeah. I can't balance like that, Kate. If I have to take a shit in a trough, oh, I'm like... No, no, no. I'm pretty sure you sit and then it just sprays your butt. The ones in the ground? What? Oh, you know the bat, the toilets that are like literally like a trench no. in the floor? Apparently they had these in Glasgow way back when. Oh, yeah? I just know some jokes from Billy Connolly about like <laughs> someone pooing and being like, it's coming down the line. Like that kind of gross stuff. Um, but I didn't know they had them anywhere else. It really hasn't come up much, but the toilet experience I'm greatly looking forward to. I cannot <sighs> wait to get my butt sprayed. When I was in Europe and they had these toilets that, so you pay like. This is what you come to the geek down for, by the way. Yeah, I know. You pay like, I don't know, 25 what, what are cents in euros? You have to pay for a 
a lot of the public, a lot of the public ones because they're really really clean mm. or yeah. Anyway, so you have a full door like the full room, okay, and you lock it, but it's like a ton of them, and you lock it, and you have like a whole little sink area in your room with you. I was like, this is amazing. I love this. But yes, some a lot of toilets in Europe you pay for. I just remember a friend at work telling me when she was she taught in Korea for a while and then had like some. Uh, like a week in Japan on like her way to a family vacation in Hawaii mm-hmm. and like discovering getting hammered yeah, and really loving like some of these like, you know, trench toilets will have like, like a little like shelf of some sort. Yeah. And she's like, well, these are coming straight off because <laughs> the idea is you just kind of like drop your pants. Yeah. Squat and go. Yeah. She's like, nope. <laughs> full off. <laughs> pants is full off on the little table. That's where they're going. <laughs> Oh, good times. So, yeah, I do not have the center of gravity to really <laughs> rip in two sides of something. Just like, please let this end. I, I don't think most of them are like that. How do I say, how do I say Western toilet? <laughs> I don't want to say where's the toilet. I don't want to say where's the Western toilet. Oh, dear. It's going to be an experience. Everything's going to be an experience. This is what I love about traveling. I don't love seeing the, like, really... Toy no America Jin wa toko desu there we go. Um, I don't love, I mean, I do love seeing the like really important, fabulous stuff, but my favorite part about trips is just that, like, I've never been anywhere that. The nonsense? Yeah, I've never been anywhere that's like very, very different. Um, but just even the slight, like, the differences of what you can find in the corner store, mm. what kind of like pop they have, what are the most common snacks, like, all of that stuff, I just find so fun. People try to tell me I shouldn't get a vending machine banana, and I really want one. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. They're like, oh, it's been there forever. I was like, it's Japan. They ro- probably rotate them out every day. Like, yeah. Like, there's someone whose job it is to drive to every Del Monte vending machine and swap them in and also, out. Also, if a banana is bad, you can tell it goes brown. What is <laughs> wrong with you people? Do you not know how bananas work? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think my response was, there's this YouTube channel. His name's Paolo from Tokyo. He's a really grating like, presence on YouTube. Oh, I always hate that. When you've got someone who makes great videos, but them themselves, yeah, with their voice, who they are, is just... His content's great, very informative. I yeah. think he's made a career at this point of, like, you know, 10 spots to eat in Akihabara. He, like, goes to just... He just kind of tools around Tokyo and surrounding area, like, making these little videos. And he also does these, like, typical day of mm. X. And he had one that was a, um, like, basically, like, Japanese UPS, like a UPS driver. Right. Type of thing. And it follows her and she gets up. And she goes to goes to whatever the company's name is. And, like, her first job before she does anything is to clean the little van car thing that she has to drive around. Right. Like, she cleans it inside and out. Yeah. And then, like, they show her, like, getting in the car before she's done anything. And, like, these, like, she's just whipping her head around, like, these 19 checks, like, every sight line. Make sure, like, safety checks that she has to, she's mandated by the company to do. Before yeah. she even, like, drives out of the garage, she has to do all this shit. So I'm pretty sure they're on top of their banana game. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I actually have been watching a lot of those videos myself. Like a day of a, what do they call an office worker? Salaryman. Salary woman. That's what I like. Or like, this is what I eat in a the day. La- the ladies salary are called woman. like office ladies, I think. Oh. It's a different word. Like okay. the, the female translates to office lady and salaryman is salaryman. Yeah. But um, uh, but yeah, they've, they've been really interesting. I like to see what they eat for breakfast because it's actually they have these egg, this egg pan that's specifically for making like an egg roll. Mm. So good. I need to get one. Oh God, I gotta, guess, I gotta find out where to get omu rice. I'm fascinated by omu rice. I really want it. What's omu rice? It's like the omelet, like basically what you're describing. Mm. It's like cook rice. Okay. You put it like in an omelet type of thing and then yeah. they like, like usually doodle something with some sort of ketchup on it. It's like a staple of like... Mm. I don't like I don't comfort like, food breakfast. I don't like ketchup and eggs though. What? I know. I I just find it. It's a weird taste combo. I don't do it as often as I used to, but greatly, greatly all about that. You want to know what I miss? What do you miss? I miss grilled cheese sandwiches and ketchup. At least once a week, I used to eat those. Damn. Yeah. Damn, son. Once a week, eh? Yeah. It was a staple. <laughs> now my staple is pasta. Carbohydrates never hurt anybody. <laughs> nope. Don't let my doctor hear this. <laughs> what? What? It's paleo, right? Keto? What? Whatever. Whatever. Um, it is not, by the way. So yeah, I'm I'm woefully unprepared. Um, <laughs> lady trying to tell me that like you know 
And and I do want to look crisp in Japan. Yeah. I want to look fly. Of course. But like trying to figure out like my luggage situation. Like mm-hmm. I think I have a handle on how to get from the airport. Weren't to... you watching that video that showed you like the 16 ways? To... Yes. <laughs> the 17 ways to get from get from the airport to the to Shibuya station. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, They just make it sound like at that point, like if you have to carry anything besides like your body, it's just like, forget it. It's just like a massive like. We're trying to get around Tokyo with a suitcase is like nigh impossible. I was like, well, it's a 10 minute walk from the station. I'm sure I'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, but legitimately trying to like suss out my luggage situation. Why? You just bring the big bag, you bring your backpack, you're good to go. Do I need the big bag in the backpack or should I get a carry on? Like, no, get the big A smaller bag. backpack as well. Get, no. Or a smaller bag. No. Get the big backpack. I mean, get the, bring the big bag and the backpack. You can carry fewer things in the backpack, but then if you see something you love, you're not like, oh, my bag's too small. You can just, or if you see some great place to get groceries, you can be like, great, I can put them in my backpack. But she, you know, she's like, you know, bring like five outfits. And she's like rattling off the things she, think she thinks I should bring. And it's like, those are going to take a lot of real estate. I don't know that you understand exactly how many records I'm planning on bringing to this. Um, Airbnb's got a, got a laundry, allegedly. Um, I would say five outfits. That makes sense. You got to get something that's like for those days that are weirdly hot that you might have, or days that are weirdly cold you might have. You never want to bring fewer clothes than you need. Being cold while you're vacationing mm. sucks. So, like, I also need to figure out my jacket situation. Are you still that. not figuring that out yet? No, I don't know if I just need like a windbreaker because I'm bringing a lot of like sweatshirts, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And he did. He turned down my windbreaker because it wasn't fashionable. I turned down. When did I turn down your windbreaker? I was like, oh, I probably have like a large windbreaker. And you're like, who's it made by? It's gonna be fly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's gonna be fly. I was, was like, a, no, was it's a, not. I got, I got like a champion coach's jacket on my uh, <laughs> on my Amazon wish list right now. But like, you know, I got this cardigan. It's mm-hmm. probably like it's the most Caitlyn McKinnon cardigan I probably own. Yeah. Um, Which is saying it looks fabulous. It's bulky. <laughs> <laughs> it goes in bulk. And like that's gonna that's gonna take up a lot of room. I gotta get my packing cubes still. Oh my god! Everything says you need packing cubes. Packing cubes saves you so much space. I mean, in your suitcase. Yeah, but I've never used a packing cube, and I put everything for a three week vacation in uh, Europe, Scotland, and in between in a tiny. Well, it wasn't a tiny backpack. It's like the size of your backpack. Everything I needed. And you made size and weight. Yeah. Damn. I know. I'm good. Also got to get my compression socks. Yes. Very important. Very important. Got to do, do that soon. I already, uh, already got my chub rub. Got the chub rub. Okay. Stick. I was going to say chub rub is the most important. I told you about the last time at Disney World. Oh, right, right over there. Did not have chub rub. It was bad. We actually had to take like a full day off. <laughs> we didn't do anything. We just sat by the pool and kept our legs apart. Like spread. <laughs> yeah. It's like a fan on it. Yeah. Exactly. With a block of ice blown on a, a fan blown on a block of ice in between your legs. Exactly. Um. Also took the new balances I bought for this trip for a spin. Yeah. Took them to work a couple days. Yeah. Oh, man. They're nice. I think they're not that dorky looking, but some people might. But like... I think they look nice. They're legitimately the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn in my life. I'm so sorry. I said I think they look nice. Like, my opinion was not the dorky opinion. <laughs> like, no, they're fine. Some also, look have this dor- pocket some, protector. Some people think they look dorky. I think they look nice, <laughs> says the dork. Basically. Um, super comfy, though. Oh, my God. I'm going to be so set. So set for walking everywhere, which I will be doing. Okay. It's I got some. We're we're into the slow period at Major Canadian Retailer now, so your yeah. man's getting a little extra, couple extra days off. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely this week, finally, I'm gonna have a nice, well rested day to uh, really break down like extra costs of things, right? The the SIM card, yep. For when I'm over there, um, yeah. Japanese Presto card it costs X amount of dollars, and the and the SIM card costs X amount of dollars. Like, what are those charges going to be? The fucking Skyliner or bus or whatever I'm taking from the airport. How much is that going to cost? And then really go day by day. Yeah. And be like, what are you doing? Doing. Yeah. Because we ain't sitting. We ain't going to waste a day. Yeah. Mm. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, you're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Also, what I do when I have extra time off. Yeah. Besides stressing? Besides stress. It's the bulk of my time, but mentioned on the last episode, y'all were reading again. Yeah. It's the winter. It is the winter. It's what we do is we read. Mm-hmm. 
So I'd finished uh, the Topeka School. Yeah. It's a book I talked about a while a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. <laughs> don't know anything about it? Don't um, know how you feel about it? It does a really weird time jump at the end of it that seems like another book entirely, and I don't even know how it ties into the majority of the book that comes before. Okay. I think I mentioned it was this book about this you know kid and his parents and this whole like subplot about you know the weird kid who got bullied his whole life getting like brought into the like um cool kids right and basically there's a mention of like you know something happened with this kid and basically what happened is like you know the cool kids told this girl to go like hit on him or grind up on him or something whatever and he like didn't know what to do in that moment mm-hmm. so she calls him and f-a-g-g-o-t oh and walks away and in his like confusion about like and here's here's some laughing and basically he throws a cue ball at her face and like Oh, pretty good. Party done. And that's the last kind of you ever hear about that whole situation. And then like super jumps and you're like, Adam, the kid protagonist is now like an adult who is married. And I know this author has worked with this character before. Right. Who is his avatar. It's his fucking. Ooh, you white men. You just love to put your your own avatars in there. Yeah, they do. You're fucking. What was Philip Ross? I don't even remember. Yeah. I don't know if history. I don't know if history will ultimately be kind to Philip Roth, but that's <laughs> developing. Um, watch the plot against America on HBO. So I know he's worked with this character before. It's basically his avatar, and so like this Ben Lerner has what seems to be a Latinx wife and two children, two mixed children. Right. So now when this Adam character has a Latinx wife and two <laughs> mixed children, yeah. But and it jumps to them like he's returning basically to do a reading at um, the school that his mm-hmm. parents taught at there were this foundation institute what the psycholo- psychological foundation was but there is this segment in the book that i feel should be like lifted and anthologized right. in this like jump ahead section which is basically a scene where his wife has gone to do something and he's at the park with his two daughters and they're trying to go down a slide and there's a boy who won't let anybody like go right his kids are getting upset so he won't go down the slide and he tries to talk to the kid. It's like, you know, buddy, everybody needs to have a turn. He refuses to do anything. And he watches another parent go over and talk to the, clearly what's the father of the boy. Yeah. Look pissed off and walk away. And he's like, it's basically him trying to be like, how do I resolve this situation without it turning into alpha male bullshit? Right. And that whole like segment I thought was really well written and said some interesting things. And right. like, ultimately he's like, he it does this really like slow motion thing where he, cause the father is basically like the kids figure it out. The kids will figure it out. Like right. I'm, not, I'm not doing anything. Even like your child is not letting my daughters go down the slide. Like yeah. it's just it's like your kids being a dick. Like in the words of a parent who I admire greatly, hmm. just punch him back. <laughs> was not my parents. It was somebody else's parent who was like, basically her own son was like, like hit, this girl mm. and she said to the girl well then hit him back <laughs> i think that's a great way to solve issues oh dear and ultimately like the that i don't know if he starts getting in the other father's face i don't remember but ultimately ends with like him slapping this parent's like phone right off into the air and like the slow motion moment as he's like thinking about like what this is saying to his daughters that he did it how right. this guy got under his skin what being a stupid man in 2020 is, means type yeah. of thing like it was a really well written segment and it just was a weird thing where they go to like a fucking ice detention center protest type thing and i was like why are we here what is, <laughs> it, what is this book now what book have i gotten into <laughs> um so i mean fine it was my novel for the year that's mm-hmm. cool I, i've said before it's real hard to hang with i said i don't know how to take once i think that's real it's real hard to hang with novels in trump's america there's just too much going on in the, life is too hard for the, me to in the novels you're reading why people problems? Not even. I read Asian. I read Asian people problems. <laughs> I, read, I just we read know, black people problems. We know how made I, up black people problems. There's enough real black people problems <laughs> I want to read about. We know how I feel about novels and straight fiction, which is that they are fucking boring, and they have nothing fun to say. Um, the other book I started reading. Which I had to stop reading because it was, it was inventory at Major Canadian Retailer, but I will, be, <laughs> I will be taking back immediately. Yeah. Is Jenny O'Dell's How to Do Nothing. Oh, I've heard that's... Which I believe was championed by a woman who's really become patron saint of the podcast in the last six months. Yeah. Gia Tolentino. She's got the marquee blurb on the front, her New Yorker review of the book. Yep. 
I don't remember something to do with like, you know, resisting the attention economy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's filed under self-help, which I don't know is accurate. It's too general, too high, high written. Okay. It's not like, like we always push these books that are like 24, six, take that day to yourself, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and Jenny Odell's argument, I wouldn't call it like a manifesto or a treatise or anything like that or polemic, but it's more like just like something like 24, six, take one day to digitally detox type of thing. It's like, yeah, but if you're doing, if you can't stay off Twitter the other six days of the week. What's Nah, not good. This goes... Makes no difference. This goes to what I was talking about last pod. Like I was saying. Yeah. Um, I am having a hard time being in and amongst social media. And I'm also having a hard time wrapping my head around totally removing it. Hmm. Because it has become how we connect with our communities. Even old people communities. Especially old people communities. It just scales... It just kind of like tumbles down, right? Like, yeah. Like, how else am I going to have... Like the kids are all like on TikTok now, right? But like the old are still on Facebook and that's well, how they get their business done. And and like, if I want to know about contra dancing, that's how they tell people about contra dancing. Like, there's no Who other way. Who will tell me about contra dancing? Exactly. So I, I don't know what the solution is. And I also like, I, I do communicate and find out about people who I love found out about their life. It might be another purge. It might be um, the suggestion has been made that I remove it off of my phone. Right. Like still have Messenger because I use it constantly, but take Facebook and Instagram and Twitter off my phone and then just have the accounts be able to access it through internet, but have to actually go there as opposed to it being like at at a finger tap, right? Mm. Um, because a lot of the time you end up on there because you're bored and then all of a sudden two hours have passed. Yeah, that's me. And, and, I mean, Instagram's my poison of choice. That's mm-hmm. the one I always seem to spend the most time on. By the by, it's a real, I don't even know, it's a real Russian roulette when you decide you want to incorporate thirst trap accounts into your daily <laughs> Instagram experience. This happened when Kate was over. I just opened it up looking for something and it was like, titties. Yeah. I mean... It's not like I didn't follow her on purpose <laughs> because it's like I didn't fo- it's not like I followed her because I don't like titties. Yeah. Titties are very nice. Yeah. When you're on the bus though, you're just looking for like you want pictures of pug puppies or something. Yeah. You open that phone up. Titties. Mm-hmm. Really hope no one's behind me right now. I was behind a gentleman and <laughs> he didn't seem to have quite that same reaction, but that was basically what happened. <laughs> he did not care. No. He was like, "Well, titties." Yeah. Um, but yeah, so definitely that is, I could see that being a very, very interesting book, especially for this time right now where a lot of people are like, Hey, I'm not really feeling social media anymore. And also it's kind of a, like, I I don't know if I read this essay in trick mirror, but she's got the one uh, always be optimizing. Yes. Which is just about like, you know, you must constantly be like contributing to capitalism Mm -hmm. at all times. And this is like a book length expansion of that sort of. Right idea and how to resist that because you know at the end of the day we're at a point now where companies want you on these things because that's where the ad money is and like they want you to be on facebook so you can see their ads whether it's on instagram or like and the the targeting at this point Mm -hmm. is i mean we know they listen all the time but like all the time the weirdest thing although it's the second time they've come up on this podcast consecutively once when talking about curb but um the lady came over. She often brings food. Mm-hmm. She brought pigs in a blanket. Piggies in a blanket. Not a food I've ever had in this house. Not a phrase I have ever said in this house. Right. 30 minutes <laughs> after we ate pigs in a blanket. Yeah. What do you think my PC Loblaws ad on Instagram was? It was piggies in a blanket. Boy, was it. Always listening. But like, you know, that's. Her argument is less to be like, oh, it's a digital detox for your mental health. It's like, no, you are resisting the worst parts of capitalism. Right. By like, it's it's an act of resistance. It's not mm-hmm. self care. It's political resistance. Right. And Which in some ways can be self care. That appeals to me. Yeah. More than just like, you know, the Paltrow goopy. I can't believe. Like, oh, I'm just gonna sit and meditate and like turn my phone off and like. I can't believe Amazon gave her a show. Netflix gave her a show. That's what I meant. <laughs> I can't believe Netflix gave her a show. Give us a show. Um. So, with all that in mind, yes. book wise, 
I'm making this announcement now so people can be like, oh my, ready. We're making announcements, y'all. Yeah, we are. That the Geek Down Book Club is back. All right. Yeah. Have some air, have some air horn books. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I know what I'm giving Jordan. I don't think Jordan knows what he's giving me yet. Um, but I'm going. We're going to announce it. So if people want to read along, they can. Yeah, I don't know. 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 Um, so yeah. One week of comics, probably, and one week of bookie books. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. You know what else I think is good? What? Taking a break. I think that's a great idea. I think we'll do that right here, and when we come back, we'll talk about, what the fuck was it called? Keepo and the something of the Wonder Beast? Yes. That thing. That thing. Talk about that when we come back from this break. And welcome to the back half of another fabulous episode of the GM Podcast. Yeah. But before we get into the thing that we have brought to each other to talk about. We didn't bring anything to each other. We didn't? It was kind of brought to us. It's a single topic. Um, Yeah. That's what I mean. Okay. We're like bringing it to... It's a friend thing. It's a a friend friend metaphor. Okay. Brought this to the pod to each other. Yes. Like our friendship. (laughs) Like our friendship. But before we get into it... Rules. We have rules. The first one being the rule of three. If the thing comes in episodes, you are to watch three of them so it has a chance to become the thing it is trying to become. That's what I did. Yes. Oftentimes, something, the first episode, it's either a pilot or it's just trying to start the story or you're not quite sure. So we like to, you know, let it age. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. The second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. Don't. Talk about the thing. We'll not talk about the thing until we are sitting in front of these microphones so that you, our audience, get the freshest of takes. If you enjoy a stale take, I mean, I'm not here to judge you. It's fine. It's just, your business. Just read the Mary Sue. Live your, <laughs> she'll never tire. Damn, son. She'll, thing, ne- she'll never tire of that joke. I don't even not like the Mary Sue. I just sometimes feel like, I'm like, again? But, like, I actually like a lot of their articles I do like. Again with the Star Wars, Mary Sue? Again? If you want the fresh takes, you come see your girl. You come see your boy. Yeah. Well, we'll help you out. We got a trench coat. It's got takes in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, what's up, man? You want some takes? We got takes for you. (laughs) Any takes you like. All the takes. All the takes. Um, The third rule is not a rule. It's a policy. And that is that there will be spoilers. Oh, my God. Who cares? Yeah. It's cartoon for children it's actually it's for all ages um and uh but really it's not high stakes here so let's get right into it so as mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago i went to uh show my friend megan at work something they had seen that i thought bridged our fields of interest our worlds were colliding and that was when the queen's perfume were singing disney songs on a special they did the Japanese version of Disney Plus. And when I went over, some boom bap was coming out of Megan's personal Bluetooth speaker. And it was the sound of the Jizza from the Wu-Tang Clan rapping about the origins of the universe. Yeah. And I was like, why are you listening to that? And she said, it's the soundtrack of this show. Mm-hmm. You guys should watch this show. And she broke down the plot of this show. And I said, how's Caitlin McKinnon not watch this show already? And I said the same thing. I was like, how am I not watch this show? I don't know. I've seen it. I was like, uh. I was like, uh, so let's watch that show. What show was that, Kate? That show was Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. It is an all-ages animated television series created by Radford Seacrest. Sure. Adapted from his 2015 webcomic, Kipo. The series is produced by American company DreamWorks Animation Television and animated by South Korean studio, Murr. Its first season of 10 episodes... It came out January 14th. We're actually... Piping hot. Yeah. We're on it on for once. Talking about a thing that came out this year, a month ago. Nary a month ago. 
ridiculous. Um, the setting slash plot is that Kipo Oak, a 13-year-old girl, is searching for her father after being forced to flee from her underground city. To do so, she travels through an overgrown post-apocalyptic urban wasteland ruled by sentient mutant animals, mutes, together with her new friends Wolf, Mandu, Benson, and Dave. Seekers compared the series to The Wizard of Oz, but instead of Ruby Slippers, Kipo has Converse on. Um... That's a pretty good summation. The animals are massive. There's some stuff going on that you don't know about. I watched as many episodes as you did, Jordan. So we are on the Just the three, huh? Just the three. Well, Caitlin, part of me wants to defer to you to a certain extent. Okay. Because I watch a lot of cartoons. You watch a lot of cartoons. (laughs) Okay. And I'm more interested in hearing how you thought this stacked up in a, for someone who like, Binges, Avatar, She-Ra, Hilda, Hilda, many of the Netflix offerings. How did this one situate itself? It was really boring. Right? I'm okay. Oh, it's not just me. Oh God, no! This was like I just nodding off. I don't know if it was just hitting the same points in every old show, but like even Hilda was just—I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's the writing or how like cute it was or. The fun bits in it, like, I don't know why this show is boring. Because by all accounts, it should be... I should have watched it all already. Something, yeah, something's just not firing, and I don't know yeah. what it is. Is that Do I not care about her? Do I not care about... The characters seem great. Like, it's, it's fine. It's just not really grabbing my attention. And ultimately, I just... And I have this... And I might just have this thing with... This may just be a DreamWorks thing, because... No, Avatar was Nickelodeon. I don't think DreamWorks had anything to do with that. But and just the look of it isn't the way it's animated. Isn't, oh, see, it's like not super compelling to me. I I think Hilda had was better animated. Like it was different enough. Mm. Um, this is fine. Again, I like the animation. I like the giant animals. I think they're fun. But I just don't. Maybe the stakes don't seem that high. It's like or... it wants to be weird, but it's not weird enough. Like, you have Adventure Time for that. If you want yeah. the weird shit, you go to Adventure Time for that. This tries to approach it. it seems... Gangster Frog, I'm here for you. Gangster Frogs was kind of cool. Yeah. Giant Bunnies, kind of cool. Lumberjack Cats in flannel. Best Probably part the best part. So far. <laughs> um. So, I mean, maybe there's promise going forward, but mm. like... I don't know. No. I just, <laughs> something's not firing, and I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it is. And I wish. And I've been literally racking my brain trying to figure out. Even like senior correspondent Chris and I watched the first episode, and both of us were like, even the Dragon Prince. We were like, we want to see what happens in the next episode. This one, right. we're like, we got to brush our teeth and go to bed. <laughs> like, we just had no interest. And then when I was watching the next two episodes, I was like, do you want to watch this with me? And he, there was like a hesitation. I was like, you don't have to. He was like, sure. And he did, but he was like on his phone the whole time yeah. and just was not interested. Um, That's usually my gauge of like how interesting <laughs> a thing is. But yeah, I just, I, and there were, it was, nothing was bad about it, but nothing was amazing. Oh, yeah, nothing's terrible. And then maybe that's almost worse. Like, there was yeah. nothing like, there was nothing that made me go, oh, this fucking sucks. But there was nothing that made me go, that's super great. It just yeah. kind of was there. there. And it, like, there were things that were so weird, but just like you said, not, maybe not weird enough. Or maybe, you know what? Maybe we're desensitized to weird. Maybe. Maybe, we, maybe we've had the, like, all of the Adventure Time and, um, and Hilda, Universe. Steven Universe. Like, we've been exposed to so much weird, which we craved for so long, that now it's just like, eh, I've seen it. Lumberjack cats. <laughs> nah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's good. But, like, it's not as like, oh, that's so cool, or that's so weird, or that's, you know... It just—it's not like the Rat King from Hilda, like, like that was weird. Um, they do in the first three episodes point at, you know, mysteries. Yep. When the little under so the okay, what's the basic plot here? I guess we should. Yeah. It's new. We can't take for granted that people have, have no, seen I've this. Seen that. So basically, yes, the the first episode starts kind of on some David Simon "fuck you" school of storytelling type stuff, where it's just love. like she just like explodes from a sewer, a sewer, <laughs> and it's like above ground, and it's like oh wow, blah blah blah. And when, burrows is that what they call them? Yeah, she lives underground. She's a burrow girl, which are apparently valuable of 
to some extent. Yes. And she's just trying to like make her way home. And she meets Wolf, who is, I don't know, she finds the little, pig. oh, the pig, the pig with four, the four-eyed pig, right? Yeah. She saves the four-eyed pig from Wolf, who wants to eat her, and eat the pig, not Kibo. Um, and these, like, mutant gangster frogs, oh, right, they're in their office, that's right, they climb this, like, skyscraper to get a view yeah. of the lay of the land, which is some office for these gangster frogs. Um, they wear suits and ties, and... Eat humans, we think, or something, and they really want Kipo for some reason because Burrow girls are like, well, well that's where the humans she can lead them to where all the humans are hiding. Yeah, and they they want or need humans, or they want to trade them to. I can never remember the name. It's something like Raven Scarlamane. Scarlamane, that's it. Some like well, we have not seen, but no. it's mentioned. So again, there's one sort of like mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, they get to where Kipo thinks her home is. They meet up. That's with, the third ep- third episode, second yes, episode, second episode. Yeah, they meet up with. I, I do like the bit. Oh, what is his name? The little larva. Is that Dave? That's Dave. Who like is constantly molting and morphing. Yeah. And gets... think, they think it's a baby first, a baby grub. Yes. And then he, and the, that's the end of the first episode. And then the second episode, he quickly turns from baby grub into like adolescent <laughs> or small child and then adolescent. And then he's like, a, you th- assume an adult and him and his friend, and I can't remember the friend's name. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Who's another human. Um, they hang out all the time, and they have good banter. And, and then Dave, at one point, turns into, like, this hulking figure. Yes. Um, with wings. He can fly. wings. And then immediately turns into, like, an old man and then a baby again. Back, back to the baby. <laughs> yeah. Which, earlier, he's, like, the human calls him Dave. And it's like, oh, yeah, we know we've been together, you know, been together for a while. We've been through a lot type of thing. And yeah. Like, but that's a baby. Baby. You know? Yeah. That's probably why they've been through many of Dave's cycles. Um, Kibo's home is not where it's supposed to be. Or no, it's caved in. It's yes. not accessible. Yeah. So they need to find another. They're trying to find the giant mute that they think did it. And that's what leads them to the uh, the Lumberjack Cats. Which is episode three. Yes. Um, and in episode three, you see the flashback of what happened. Where like Kibo and her dad are like rock climbing basically. Mm-hmm. And... When there's some, like, crash, her dad says, they found us. And that's when he, like, chucks her into, like, the sewer to get yeah. her out of there. Yeah. And with the plans to follow her, but the mm-hmm. debris blocks blocks him off type of thing. So what was he talking about? Why did they find him? What yeah. they, what was that thing that crashed in? Was like, it Charlemagne? Was it, yeah. Where are the people? Have they all been eaten or murdered or, you know? So, I mean, there are, it's trying to sprinkle some of that stuff in there. It's weird. I did not know this was based off a web comic. Yeah. Which I'm sure has a different kind of language of pacing and whatnot than yeah. when you're essentially working in, you know, four to question mark panels. Maybe the pacing's too fast. Is that a possibility? It's possible. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But like Lumberjack Cats was a good episode, but it also like, again, there was just, I have no need or want to see episode four. Kibo's also one of those characters where it's like. She's positive all the time. Yeah. Yeah. How many times has that to backfire before? Like, I know she's like, she's, she's the Steven, right? She's always going to like keep her positive outlook. But Steven had emotional growth mm. <laughs> and I don't know that Kipo does. She's just sort of like, everything's going to turn out fine. Let's use. And I do like, no, the we'll, have an, we'll have an army. Let's say, yeah. you know, we, we need, we, they can be allies. Let's go talk to the lumberjack cats. And then you spend an episode and the enemy as enemies of the lumberjack cats. But then at the end, everyone's friends. So it's like, is this going to be every episode? Is she going to? Make everyone on the surface, like, come together, which is a nice story, but I don't know that it holds any mystery or interest or anything I don't know that I need to be there to see it. So I feel really bad. And also the music is really good in the series. Um, Like, just even the background music is is quite good. Yeah, Yeah. sometimes. I did see some article, I think, when I was trying to find the name of this show, and Mm -hmm. it was, like, something Wonder Beast, and I just, like, (laughs) threw that into Google. There was an article with, um, I don't know what else he did, but they were talking to the music supervisor specifically. Right. Because it does have these moments, like the Jizza rapping about the origin of the universe. Mm-hmm. Or like the little bees who like oh. make EDM. So good. Um, so it'll have moments like that where you're like, okay, you're doing something, but then yeah. you just get bogged down in like... There's a lot. Boilerplate kind of kids cartoon, 2020 kids cartoon type of stuff where mm-hmm. it's like, I think you're right. I think we've kind of been inundated with weird... Which done better. 
is not a bad thing. It's just, you know, I want something different. And I mean, post-apocalyptic, we've done it. We've, you know. You know what? Weird mutant animals and stuff. We've done it. Maybe we've just been too spoiled. Maybe. We've just, we've got too much of what we want. And now here we are complaining. <laughs> just like white people. Is it just like white people. We truly are the worst. <laughs> it's like a five. Yeah, a six. Cause like, I, I'll pass it. Like, it's it's a cartoon. I don't know. Maybe there are nine-year-olds out there who will think this is the coolest shit ever. Yeah. And it's props a, to them. It's a six for me because I really do love the lumberjack cats. They're just so weirdly proportioned. What was the name? Runyon Thun- Thunderpaw? It's something like that. <laughs> the leader. And like, yeah. And like for the talking butterfly. Like all of that. I don't know. I just like that stuff. But again, not enough to sort of continue. So here we are. Here we are. I know. Bit of a downer. No one likes to hate on cartoons, <laughs> but. But hey, next episode, we've got a uh, some graphic novels. And then after that, the book club. Y'all love word books. Yeah, you do. Get some word books for that ass. <laughs> I want a shirt that says that. Get some word books for that ass. For that ass. This is clearly the second episode we've recorded yes. this week. So we're going to put a pin in it here. I say that all the time, but whatever. Boop. And I'm going to boop every time you do it. Boop. Put, boop. A pin, put a pin in this episode. We will announce on our socials, probably Twitter. And Facebook, what the reading selections will be. Yep. If you want to find those out, read along. Yeah. Be Just nice. Join in, y'all. It's like Just reading Rainbow. At least the comic one. Ain't going to take you that long. Probably yeah. get it from the library. Absolutely. Look it up on Hoopla. It'll be fine. But we will let you know what those selections are, and we'll be back here next week with the Comic Club. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we hope that you will join us next week for another fantastic episode of the Down Podcast. Actually, sometimes when I get my period, it's so bad that it's like that. There's a lot of screaming and like negotiating with God for the pain to stop. And actually. But not like the thrill of victory, like scoring the last point on a volleyball match. No. Sometimes I do get a thrill out of finding like a perfect book or like, (laughs) or like getting something perfectly organized, like the office or something. Like we put up shelves the other day in our bedroom and it just looks so good. And I always want to be like, Yatazai! Oyadri! Yatazai! I think that means father.